The following is a hockey podcast out of Vancouver and Surrey, British Columbia. It'll only consist of a lot of puck talk and even more BS, or in actual words, banter and satire. Enjoy and as always, go Canucks go. The trade deadline doesn't matter. You know why? Because the Canucks made the biggest trade of the in the NHL last season, but is paying dividends right now. Philip Hronick is one of the best defensemen in the NHL. We'll dive into his brilliance next year on Locked On Canucks. Damn. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, co-host of Locked On Canucks and also a Canucks writer for Daily Hive Vancouver. Before we dive into this episode, we got to thank you for tuning in to Locked On Canucks. It is your team every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you haven't done so already, what are you waiting for? Make sure you go subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. I also got to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download that Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms of and supply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Coming up on today's episode, again, the biggest trade in the NHL this season, it happened last year, but it doesn't matter because Philip Peronik is absolutely paying dividends for the Vancouver Canucks. He's been one of the best defensemen in the NHL. How how good has he been among NHL defensemen? We'll touch on that. Wow. We'll also touch on the Canucks' goats of the week and talk a little bit about Jet Woo getting called up to the Vancouver Canucks. Before we do any of that, I got to say, hey, I said three out of four points this week it was going to happen. So another point for your boy, Begsy, yeah. uh, my co-host. I'm not sure what he predicted, but I'm going to introduce him anyways. Kyle Baum, what's going on, brother? Dude, of course I predicted getting four points, okay? Uh, the expectations are high, and I'm only assuming the best from the West, okay? Uh, that's because this is Locked on Canucks, okay? Kyle Baum, Trevor Beggs, and the people off to a good start, okay? Go Canucks go from Callum Sandu. Go Canucks go from JS. A, a let's go from Mr. Whale, okay? It's a team effort. It's not about you or I. It's not about you and you and you. It's just about the Vancouver Canucks. That's just the truth. It's also about the Don't Doze Art Lab. Shout out for them for, you know, only providing the West Coast bias as well. Anywho, big weekend. A lot of sports talk, right? And the Vancouver Canucks did what Trevor did and got three out of four points. Um, they're not really playing at their best, but they're still finding ways to make progress. And that's a sign of a really, really good team, man. Your Vancouver Canucks are a really, really good team. June is on the horizon, possibly. And a big part of the reason for all the success is Philip Peronik. And I don't think he gets talked about enough. I really don't because it was the most dynamic change going into the season for any of these elite teams in the league. Like, you just went from Luke Shen to Philip Peronik as your number two D-man, as your second most important defenseman. That's nuts. That's nuts. Yeah, it's funny because I, I I think that last season, Ethan Bear was probably the number two defenseman. Ethan Bear barely played for Washington yesterday, right? I know he's recovering from offseason shoulder surgery. So Luke Shen was number two D-man. This guy's standing up for Quinn Hughes, man, our captain, you know what I'm saying? And also playing pretty damn good. Like, dude, who got paid more? Ethan Bear, I know he got hurt, but who, who would have got paid more, Luke Shen or Ethan Bear? Luke Shen doing his thing. Yeah, let's uh, let's not spend too much time arguing about which mediocre defenseman was the second best defenseman <laughs> on the Canucks last year because now the Canucks have <laughs> Philip Hironic. Damn. And again, I do think his brilliance is overshadowed by the fact that you got so many all-stars on this team. Mm-hmm. But, you know, not even just this weekend, but I think over the past number of games, for me, his brilliance has really been on display. 
you know, just looking at even like some possession metrics, right? This guy more often than not is on the right side of the possession possession battle for the Vancouver Canucks relative to his teammates. I mean, you're not seeing this guy make a lot of mistakes. I don't think he's, you know, perfect on the, on the PK if I'm going to nitpick, but man, oh man, he's so sharp with the puck. Um, you know, he's not quite maybe as nifty as Quinn Hughes with the pickpockets and whatnot, but he is just so good defensively, so good in transition. Mm-hmm. You know, I know there's some numbers that think he's not great defensively, and, and to those I say, get out of here. Damn. Because, um, again, you're just not seeing this guy make a lot of mistakes out there, right? Damn. Um, but this weekend, I think you really had the full heroic package on display. Look, you know, the Canucks got three or four possible points this weekend. They wouldn't have got that extra point if it wasn't for Philip Hronik, okay? He was, in my mind, the best Canuck on the ice against the Detroit Red Wings on Saturday. That breakaway goal was brilliant. Um, yeah, man, oh, man. Dude, I so just, many I things so happen. Is doing, man. So many things happen around Philip Hronik. I'm telling you, if you look at the thumbnail for our, that Detroit recap game, behind the actual thumbnail that we use is a face of Philip Hronik because I was ready to talk about the re-debut to Detroit of Philip Hronik because he put on a show. And I feel as if that could have been, and maybe it still is the perfect reset game for that guy because he went from being really, really good and setting the bar so high to just really good, you know? And Vancouver Canucks fans, we're spoiled right now, okay? Because really good or even playing good is not good enough. Uh, look at this comment, okay, from Gmod. Isn't it crazy how we went from playoffs would be great to uh, the last two games have been accept- unacceptable? Again, compared to the first 20 games that Philip Ronick played, his last 25, uh, they definitely haven't really been comparable. But, and I said this way before, I do think we can see that October, November Philip Ronick again. I really do, because I actually think he's really good. I don't think he's perfect. I think sometimes he still does make mistakes. He's just human. He's just human, but he's always willing to try to make a play. That's a game breaker. That's a that's a mother effort, okay? I wish I could say the word, but no, he has that in his eyes. And you know, you know what else else also says that? He's one of the most interesting guys in the league. He's playing in the biggest hockey driven market, some would say, right? Like it's not Toronto, but you know, it's Vancouver. It's nuts out here. We're hungry. And this guy is our number two D man, part of the biggest trade, and he hasn't spoken to the media once. Again, this guy's a mother beep. You know what I'm saying? He's a dog. He's a baller. You see it in his face, you see it in the way he moves. He only cares about hockey and I don't mind having players who always want to make a play and are that efficient with it. Again, not perfect, but more often than not, he's helping you win games. Yeah, I'd love to hear more about what's going up on in media row for the Canucks. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been up there less. Hey, they've been on the road, but, you know, I'm down to third string goalie at Daily Hive. Shout out to Noah Strang, uh, Nux Misconduct alum, my old coworker that got hired for the, D, the Daily Hive job. So I'm in there less, but I did notice earlier this season, you no, know, I think it was the Islanders game where Hronik scored. The one team. And at Media Row, we asked for Hronik post game, and the PR guy was like, good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why? No chance, bro. Because he's, he's Mr. Oh, Serious, man. man. But... He's only about the games. Maybe he only talks when he wins the cup. Or I don't know. You know what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? Like, that's when we yeah. hear his voice. That's kind of cool. That's okay, man. Again, people give... Vancouver, the fan base, the media, so much uh, of a hard time, right? Uh, saying we don't respect the players, blah, blah, blah. And, yo, nobody's demanding anything from Philip Ronick. And that's, again, in, in due in large part to his success on the ice. Now, now, what have you been most impressed by with him? Like, And you know what? Uh, I'm going to throw two questions at you. Why not, okay? Uh, we're just talking here. I feel as if, and I haven't watched a lot of film, but this is kind of what you want a guy like Tom Willander doing as well when he's, Mm-hmm. doing his thing. 
Yeah, I think the two things that stand out to me most about Hronik is his ability to get the puck up the ice quickly uh, when he's in the defensive zone. Like, there's no there's no messing around with this guy. He usually makes the simple play, but he's a good passer. Uh, so he's able to get the puck up the ice pretty quick. And the thing that probably impresses me about him the most is the fact that he's been able to be so productive with barely any power play time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. We saw it in the Detroit game over the weekend, like a full two minutes for the second unit, which was a little bizarre. <laughs> um, but the guy's barely been on the power play this season. He ranks ninth overall in points among defensemen. And the eight guys ahead of him, Hughes, McCard, Dobson, Hedman, Yosi, Bouchard, Riley, and Darlene, those guys are all like quarterback PP1 locks mm-hmm. that have played way more on the power play than Philip Ronick. You know, at, at even strength, Philip Ronick actually leads the league with 25 assists ahead of Quinn Hughes. Um, in terms of even strength points, only Noah Dobson and Hughes have more. Uh, but again, Hughes with uh, potting all those goals as part of his stats. Hronik, again, leading the league with 25 assists at even strength. Uh, pretty un- unbelievable. And on top of that, the guy also leads the list, the league in another department. He leads the league with everyone's favorite plus minus. A plus 35 Ooh. so far. Damn. I got I to gotta check quickly what the Canucks record is, but he might be on pace to break that too. Damn, I already said it, man. And again, people may think I'm crazy, but if I'm, if I'm assuming the best and I'm thinking cup or bust and the Canucks may win a cup in June and this is the next and, you know, first version of the super core, the Vancouver Canucks, a, a team that actually gets it done. Yo, Philip Ronick, the second best defenseman in Canucks history, man. Because you're going to tell me what? You're going to tell me this guy's not as good as peak Alex Edler? Like what he's doing? No, I, I'm being serious. I'm being oh, serious. No, he's better than Alex. He's better than Alex Edler for sure. Uh, I think Alex Edler again, steady Eddie. He was a bit more physical. Steady Eddie, bro. Dude, you should have yeah. named your son Eddie, bro. Come on, man. What are you doing, bro? Eddie, Eddie Beggs. Eddie Beggs. Yeah. You got to change your name to Eddie, dude. Eddie Beggs, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I know I threw, threw one of these at you recently, Kyle, but I'm going to do it again. I got to okay. ask you a question before we wrap oh, up the second man. game. Trevor's trivia starts now. This, this is an easy one, man. I'm not going to tell you to list five things, but Phil Pronick right now at a plus 35. It's the second highest plus minus the Canucks player has ever had in a single season. Who has the highest plus minus in a single season in Canucks history? Damn. Okay. It's, uh, what's the era, though, man? You got to help me out here, man. <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's the, the, the dream the, team? The dynasty of the, the, the nightmare the team? Dynasty of the 2010s. Yeah. Okay. The nightmare team, right? Holy. I'll, I'll give you the, the year even. It's 2009, 2010. I'm going to call that era the daydreams and nightmare era, okay? Because the dream didn't actually come true. Okay, who is it? Damn, that's a good question. Okay, I'm going to say uh, Dan Hamuse. Well, pretty close. Kevin Bieksa? Christian Erhoff. Oh, Christian Erhoff? Okay, cool. No. See, I went, okay. Yeah, Christian you know, Erhoff. It is what it is, man. Okay, Trevor, um, you know what? Erhoff. Go, go ahead, go ahead. This is a Christian Erhoff has a plus 36. That is the club record for plus minus. So, I mean, Philip, Philip Pronick is on pace, and Quinn Hughes for that matter, to be like one and two. We'll see what the rest of the season brings, but... Again, I think we've seen some lulls in this game, some metrics that say he's not great defensively, but I just think that's all hogwash when you watch him play hockey. He's a, he's a pretty damn good uh, defense player. Okay, two things. The people, let us know in the comments below how much you pay in Phil Pronick, okay? Because we went 11 minutes without bringing that up because you know what? The sun is shining. Anyways, Trevor, I, yeah. I want to ask you this, okay? Uh, it kind of connects to Phil Pronick because I feel as if this guy might have... I don't watch any Red Wing games, but I'm going to say this. Maybe he re- replaced... Uh, Aronic on the depth chart, right? But we had that Wallman guy, right? Who scores the overtime shootout winner or the penalty, penalty shot winner in overtime. And he does the, the gritty, the dance move, right? Breaks it down. Okay, it's the new moonwalk. That's what people are saying, man, the new moonwalk. Okay, he does that. 
and quote-unquote embarrasses the Canucks, maybe. And now we also saw what Riley did to the Ottawa player, Ridley, Greg, or whatever. What a name, man. You should have named your kid Greg, too, okay? Greg Beggs. That would have been something. Anyways, uh, do you think something's going to happen on Thursday? Because JS is saying the Canucks are going to get their revenge on that Wallman Gritty. Uh, honestly speaking, before you answer, I got to say this. I don't think anything's going to happen. It's all good. Let's say, yo, dude, maybe maybe Zadorov would do something. I don't know. But one of our best players, it, like, we're not going to cross-check the dude in the face. We're not, we're not doing that. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's, uh, it's over with. The Canucks are moving forward, you know? And that's okay. Straight up. You know what? I Here's the thing. Waldman's done that against a number of teams, right? It's like, it's not unique to the Canucks. The guy likes to do his dumb little dance every time he scores a goal. But uh, yeah, I, I will say that. I don't know if there's necessarily going to be revenge, but that was a very chippy game against the Wings. Mm-hmm. Like for two teams that never see each other, like there was a lot of scrums, a lot of brouhaha's. You got Alex Dabrinkat throwing his little muffin muffin punches towards Ian Cole. I thought Josh was going to beat the crap out of Sider at one point. Like, there, there were some scrums in that game, man. Dude. So I wouldn't be surprised if, I don't know if it's necessarily revenge, but I wouldn't be surprised if Thursday's a chippy contest. Man. I'm looking okay. forward to it. I like that answer. I like that answer. No revenge, but just physicality all around. You know, again, both teams, Detroit and Vancouver, I'm not going to compare the teams, but they're going through a lot. Like their transition has been pretty swift when it comes to like the emotion within a 12-month span because now they're playing meaningful games as well. Patrick Kane in the lineup, right? It, things are different. And when those two teams match up in the regular season, maybe, just maybe, you'll get something. Straight up. So maybe, I'm, I'm, lo- I'm looking maybe. forward to that. Maybe that'll happen. Maybe that'll happen. But I know what is going to happen is we're going to take a break and get hit you up on the other side with our GOATS of the Week after a one-week hiatus because, hey, there was an all-star break in between. Mm-hmm. The GOATS of the Week coming up on the other side. Spoiler alert, Philip Protic might be on that list. Before we get to that, I got to shout out Sleeper. It's past the halfway point of the season in Canucks fans. Guess what? You cheer for the best goddamn team in the <laughs> NHL. You want, to, you want to be the best at something else? Make sure you go play Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is my number one choice for Daily Fantasy Sports and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Elias Pettersson, JT Miller, or Philip will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. To win a 100 times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Canucks fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Okay, okay, we back here on Locked on Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. That right there is Trevor Beggs. Sports, sports, a part of our lives, right? On an all-time high right now. Your team, number one. And uh, the Super Bowl just happened. So, again, sports at an all-time high. And uh, Trevor, man, you brought up something really interesting, okay? The whole Detroit-Vancouver thing, a lot of physicality, a lot of chippiness, DeBrinkett fighting Ian Ian Cole. Again, hockey is just a crazy sport. Crazy sport. I I feel as if this is all new to me in my adult life, right? Falling way in love with hockey again. And, again, I put it on a pedestal, man. It is the best sport of all time, okay? For 
a decade after hockey dominated my life from 10 to 20, I switched over to saying the NFL was the best league or the or football was the best sport. Bro, I'm wrong. And we just watched the Super Bowl. Like, it was a great game. But I still got to say, hockey, when it's like that, and it's going to be like that in April, you know what I'm saying? It's coming back, playoff hockey. When hockey is being played like that, there is no better sport out there. And the athleticism, when there's a lot of skill in the ice, bro, that's that's beautiful to the eyes. What a sport. Yeah, I know uh, the Canucks deprived you of good hockey for a long time, and they deprived, you know, you listen to the show right now, right? It was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Canucks have missed the playoffs seven of the past eight seasons, and the, the Red Wings, too, have their own frustrations missing playoffs in the last uh, seven seasons consecutively. So, yeah, these are two teams that are starved for some good hockey, and uh, I think they put on a fairly good show on Saturday, and let's see they put on a good show mm-hmm. on Thursday. But that's coming up later this week. Mm-hmm. We'll touch on the revenge game coming up for the Vancouver Canucks, but before we do that, Let's do it. The goats of the week. Oh, do I got to press it? Trevor, man. Do. <laughs> I was hoping that you would make a goat noise yourself. Instead oh, okay. Of, instead of doing the drop. Yeah. Hey, What's your man. best goat hey, noise? It's, it's 420 it? somewhere. It's 420 somewhere. It's Monday. You know what? I wasn't paying attention there, okay? It is what it is. Uh, don't ask me questions. Let me ask you a question. Who, who's the. Do you start number five? Is that how we do this? Uh, who, who are you calling uh, out here? <laughs> Depends how it depends on feeling this week. Um, I this is an interesting list because I feel like often it's kind of like okay, who scored and you know did the goalies play well? There's been a lot of goalies on this list because because um, Demko and DeSmith have been really good for the Canucks. This list feels a little bit different to me. Uh, I do have Philip Prodic at number one. I actually thought Washington was his weakest game, but uh, against Carolina, even that Boston game, I thought he was better of a pretty mediocre group. Um, and obviously Detroit, he was again in my eyes the best player on the ice. Three points for your Vancouver Canucks. And yeah, we talked a lot about Philip Protocol already. Uh, the rest of the list, it's uh it's not the not the MVP candidates we talk about on a okay on a weekly basis here. But at number two, I have a guy who didn't actually register a point last week. What? And that is Dakota Joshua. Damn. I just felt like watching the road trip over the past week that the third line was the best line pretty much every game. Um, and I just felt like Joshua in particular. I just love the evolution of his game, how tenacious he's been on the forecheck, how physical he's been. Again, second in the league in hits right now. I think he's arguably our best penalty killer right now, and we've given Bluger a lot of love for that. We've given uh, Noah Juleson some love. But Dakota Joshua, to me, like just such an absolute said. I know we might not be able to keep this guy, but I'm going to keep giving him some love, man, because when I'm watching these mm-hmm. games, Dakota Joshua is often the guy that stands out me okay okay um, well i'll say this about joshua and, and you know what you 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 mentioned honick not playing good yesterday i don't i didn't think joshua played well yesterday too i was i'll say this also i really don't think anyone played perfect yesterday they were all looking forward to the super bowl party okay whatever they planned they were looking forward to that do the math they just hung out at carlin Gar- connor garland's house what a couple days before that uh the bro levels at an all-time high okay they couldn't wait to get to the bar to watch the super bowl blah 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 everyone played a pretty bad game this all being said the Dakota Joshua, man, like, you got to sign this. You, I said it. I said it after Dakota Joshua put on a pretty good performance. Was it against Detroit or Carolina? I remember saying something like this, and this is crazy. This is crazy. Yo, Patterson, take a pay cut. Or not a pay cut, but take take less on your new deal because we got to sign Dakota Joshua. Yeah, uh, again, he's going to be an expensive player to re-sign, but uh, can't wait to see this guy play in the playoffs, but again, you know, we've seen some lows from the top six, which is maybe a tad concerning. Maybe we'll touch mm-hmm. on it this week. Uh, again, this is the best overall team in the NHL, but uh, this is a lot to connect to your team every day. We've got to be 
honest with the people. Um, but to go to Joshua, man, oh man, just he's been such a stud. Love watching him on a night to night basis right now. Another guy I've loved watching, and thank God this guy finally got a promotion. Nils Hugladder, he is number three on my goats of the week. Scored mm-hmm. in back to back games, but not only that, had a disallowed goal against Boston, hit a post uh, in that Detroit game as well. This guy could have easily had four goals in three games. Um, but I just think he's such a good fit on that top line with Pedersen or the Canucks second line, whatever you want to call it. Um, that I, I mean, I hope he gets extended right away there. Now it's a bit of give and take, right? I think Rick talk even used the words wash when he was describing, uh, the line and how they played because they were on the ice for a goal against in Washington. They were on the ice for a goal against in Detroit. But for me right now, like give me the good with the bad and, and see if they can work through some growing pains because Hugline or Pedersen's working a hell of a lot better than Pedersen and Mikheyev. I don't care how defensively responsible Mikheyev seems to be. Dude. Uh, Petter, or Hoaglander is just given that line and, and his Fred Pedersen like an extra boost right now. Bro, we talked about it, man. Hoaglander's faster than Mikheyev, man. Like, he's quicker, you know? It's something there's... I know speed is broken down into, like, three different attributes, but I feel I feel like overall, when it really matters, Niels Hoaglander is that guy, the best skater. And you need somebody being tenacious for Pedersen, and those guys seem to have a lot of fun together, and not a perfect 120 minutes for those guys, but I think they were on the ice for like four goals, five on five. Like they produced four goals. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but they were producing, and that's that's it at the end of the day, okay? When they get their chances, they're doing the most. They're scoring goals. Can't wait to see more. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, I think they're on the ice for uh, two goals in Detroit for sure, but you know, arguably one of the Canucks' best lines, I, I think, is between that line and the uh, – uh, the third line for sure. I didn't love what I saw in Miller, Besser, and Lindholm. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, anyways, I'll get to number four and five in the list here, Kyle. You choose who you want to talk about. Number four, I have Connor Garland. Again, this third line went yeah. six games though, getting a point between the three of them. Um, and then Connor Garland finally gets a goal on Sunday in Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, the line has just played so well, even though they haven't been scoring. It's like they're still noticeable every single goddamn game, you know? Yeah, so uh, Connor Garland, again, one of my favorite Canucks this week, even though he only had one goal in four games, mm-hmm. um, hasn't mattered to me because not it's just about production. Like, that line has just been so, so stellar. And at number five, no Quinn Hughes, no Elias Pettersson, no JT Miller, no Thank Brock Besser, no Thatcher Demko. Shout out, sorry. Noah Juleson. Yep, shout out, Noah Juleson. I saw it in your eyes. Noah Juleson. <laughs> Buddy, Noah Juleson making Surrey proud. Noah Juleson, dude, shoving it to us for real. This guy saw us If he, this guy saw us at the pint or anywhere downtown. Like, well, what's the popping spot downtown to catch, you know, catch the game, drink a beer? Uh, if this guy's looking at us, catches us. Bro, he's grabbing our heads and squeezing it. Squeezing it. Assuming that, you know, he heard the previous episodes of Locked on Canucks. Because, man, oh, man. Bro, I was going to give him the bus fare not too long ago to wait at Newton Exchange and get his ass to Abbotsford. Okay, for real. In November. Think about it. So, let me ask you this, Trevor, before we get to the other side. How did he do it? Break it down for me, okay? Uh, give me the insight. How did Noel Juleson turn it around? Makes no sense. But I'm blessed. To me, it makes sense. It's the coaching staff, right? Look, they've this coaching staff turned Tyler Myers into one of the biggest jokes in the NHL into a serviceable defenseman. They've turned Noah Juleson into a guy who looked like he was way at over his head of the NHL level into a guy who focuses on his strengths, uh, plays a clean, simple game, is rock solid on the penalty kill, getting in passing lanes, Dude. doesn't pinch, doesn't get out of position. 
uh, just sticks to the structure, sticks to the plan, and just gets gets things done, man. Bro. Um, and I see him actually hit the score sheet as well. Primary assist on Connor Garland's goal, I should say, the other night. Bro, uh, what a play, man. What a play, dude. Okay. Great play. Dude, Great okay. Play. Four months ago, he's not making that play, man. He's bobbling the puck or getting it off the boards. But I know it was right in front of him, and that pass was just a clear... Clearly into Garland, okay? Washington is making the dumbest change in the world. I know, but the fact that now he's able to make that play obviously makes us a quote-unquote deeper team, but it makes us ask this question, and and more and more people are asking this question. This is just not a locked-on thing now, okay? I heard it a couple times this morning on other platforms. Yo, like, what's going to happen? Like, who, who who do you want in your lineup when the games really matter? Who are you keeping? Nikita Zodorov, Tyler Myers, or Noah Juleson? Bro. Juleson yeah, is big I mean, to that PK. He's so big to that PK. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a rotation right now. I, I think I, I think Zadorov's the odd man out, right? Uh, he's definitely the most fun and exciting player to watch, but in terms of reliability, yeah, he's, he's arguably the least reliable right now. And, and, you know, him playing the left side kind of hurts his case as well because you already have uh, Hughes, uh, Cole there as well, and then Susie would be ahead of him on the depth chart too. So, um, that that's a tough one. I, I do mm-hmm. think it's a rotation at the end of the day, though. And you look at their ice time too, and a lot of it is because Juleson is such a heavy PKer. But their ice time, Juleson and Zadorov, is pretty much identical for the past number of games, bro. So yeah, so Zadorov's got to watch out, man. Maybe, maybe it is worth trading this guy. You're listening to Locked On Canucks. <laughs> this is the greatest half an hour Canucks talk. Okay, for real. I'm feeling it because I feel as if I leveled up. We just talked about Surrey Zone, and if you're listening to this, you can do whatever. The beep you want in your life, okay? Because if Noah Juleson can do this, <laughs> again, bro, anything is possible because how, how, bro, unbelievable. Anyways, Trevor Beggs, who we shouting out, okay? Who's giving us the love on this episode of Locked on Canucks? Uh, speaking of which, subscribe, hit the like button if you are enjoying today's show. Yeah, we'll wrap up on the other side. Before I do that, let's shout out FanDuel. Uh, NFL season is over, but guess what? You can get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Dude, man, I can't believe Taylor Swift has more or just as many Super Bowl rings as Aaron Rodgers. That's that's crazy. Okay, okay, we back on this conversation about your Vancouver Canucks, Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs, doing the most, and Trevor Beggs, man, rumor has it, that you had a Super Bowl party, and not only did you bring or make, uh, what, pickles covered in bacon, you also brought peanut butter and jelly sliders to the party. Now, Begsy, what's going on there? Like, step it up, man. Dude, it's not preschool, bro. Dude, are you kidding? It look, <laughs> do you know who's in my house? I'm a dad of two. Peanut butter, have, like, peanut butter and jelly sliders. Oh, Come man. On, man. Yo, okay, I, I, need, I need the kid food available, man. Honestly. I'm telling you what, for, for my kid who's seven months old, I'm scraping tomato sauce off because this guy's reactive tomato sauce. Just giving him like a plain slice of pizza, Ooh, man. Already? Like kids, man. Okay, it's different. Okay, it's so different. jokes aside, like if, if somebody did show up to your adult 18 plus the you know the stripper poles are up you know one of those Super Bowl parties and they brought 
the peanut butter and jelly sliders. Are you like shaking your head or you're like, thanks, man? Because it's, it, I feel as if peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are up there, man. Simplicity is the best thing ever, and those things never suck. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say no to one. Exactly. Like eleven o'clock food for a Super Bowl party, but like <laughs> someone brought them. You know, I'm I, I'm an inclusionist man. It's all good. <laughs> oh man, I know, man. Oh, it is oh, what man. it is, man. What, okay. what what? Okay, I know. I, I I tried to ask you before, and you said, "Oh no, I don't want the Super Bowl." But like, yeah. what snack would you bring to a Super Bowl party? Dude, honestly, there's some samosas that are really really good that are made near mm. that high school you went to in Surrey. Okay, that make me want to say yeah, yeah, yeah. woo. Okay, speaking of woo. Talk about it, man. I didn't see this. I deleted Twitter and, uh, you know, using less and less social media these days, right? Trying to read more, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Jet Wu got called up. Talk about it, man. What does this mean? Yeah, look at that. So a little cat move. Carson Susie moved to, to IR. Um, really more of a cat maneuver than anything. And Jet Wu called up, okay? So it's the door off again, suspended for one more game. You know, Mark Friedman got in some action the other night, uh, took a penalty. Um, but I think the Canucks maybe just want to see what uh, what they have in Jet Wu here. And about damn time for this guy. I mean, the Canucks drafted him five and a half years ago in the second round. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a while. Um, and, you know, talking to some guys who watch the Avenger Canucks on a daily basis, it sounds like really Jet Wu is kind of another version of Mark Freeman. So oh, wow. I guess one of the situations where it's like, you know, this guy's paid his dues. He's playing top pairing in Abbotsford. Yeah, he's not going to – I don't think he's ever going to really be necessarily a regular NHLer, but after the Juleson thing, who knows, man. Okay. Um, but, yeah, see what this guy's got. Um, maybe on twos against the Blackhawks where you're, you're facing a team full of AHLers anyways. Yeah, reward the guy and ultimately just, you know, get to learn more about all your players. I think you can do these things when you're ahead of the standings and, again, playing an AHL team in Chicago. Uh, I'm curious to see what – who will bring to the table. And man, like uh, another guy who just never gave up. Uh, real talk, stay patient. And it's hard not to give up, man. Speaking of giving up, let's end on this note. Mike, Jan- Mike Shanahan, okay? Is that his name? Uh, the, right? The San Francisco 49ers head coach? Bro. Well, I, I, Mike's his dad, Kyle Shanahan. Oh, yeah. sorry. There you go. See, I don't, I'm, I'm a Packers fan, okay? Don't, I just, I don't know anything else about the NFL, okay? Kyle Shanahan, this guy. Should he give up coaching? Because, man, oh, man, I'd be heartbroken right now. Like, the way he's lost in the Super Bowl, imagine this, Trevor. Imagine this, okay? Imagine being the 49ers. Now, I know he coached the Atlanta Falcons before, but imagine being the 49ers and now now transfer over to being a Canuck fan again. Imagine losing three Stanley Cup finals in 10 years. Like, where would you be with your, in your life? In 10 years? Like, we've lost three in 50-plus years. Imagine losing three times in 10 years. Bro, I'm moving to Columbia. I'm moving to Columbia or Puerto Rico, I'm running away. I'm selling pears uh, on the beach, okay? Making pear smoothies. I'm giving up. I mean, I'll, I would look at it this way. Maybe I'm a, you know, I, I get called the darkest guy on the program. I am a glass half full guy sometimes. If I'm Kyle Shanahan, I'm just thinking, I was like an, a block extra point away from oh. winning the Super Bowl. But, you know, he was kind of the master of his own demise too. Should have played McCaffrey a bit more. But, like, this guy is one of the best minds in the NFL. You know, it's hard to win. Like, I'm just saying, stick with it. You won eventually. No, I don't feel that way. Plus, F the 49ers. I don't really want them to win. Uh, but Kyle Shanahan's one of the brightest minds in the game. So, but three, uh, he's, he's, he's going to make a lot of money to lose anyways, too, man. It's so not about the money, bro. It's Columbia. about the championship, man. You want the confetti, bro. Okay, again, let me know in the comments below. We're ending the episode on this note. I, I know it sounds dark, but I'm just, 
man, being a sports fan is so interesting. We're about to enter April too. Like, yo, think like imagine imagine this. Like, people lost that game against Detroit on Saturday where Wallman did the gritty, and people's Saturdays were ruined. Okay, for real. That's just life as a Canucks fan. Sometimes, okay, it's, it's hard to maneuver. And April's coming up. Playoff games are here. Games are mattering again. Losses are gonna hurt more. Imagine what would you do? Just let me know in the comments below. Like, would you get rid of Wi-Fi in your life? Would you destroy all your TVs if the Vancouver Canucks lost three Stanley Cup finals in a span of 10 years? That's crazy. That's San Fran. Unreal. Anyways, Locked on Canucks. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Shout out to Jet Wu. Uh, we'll talk more about Carson Susi tomorrow. Like, I want to I wanna break down the math there. Uh, are the Canucks trying to Tampa Bay it? Are they trying to Las Vegas it? Again, think about it. Why not? If you're not cheating, right? What's the quote, Trevor? And on that note, subscribe, hit the like button. What's the quote about cheating, okay? If you're not cheating, you're not winning. If you're not... If you're not lying, you're not trying, right? Right? Yeah, something like that. Okay. I, I believe you, buddy. Okay. Uh, I wish I could confirm, but I cannot confirm. But I will confirm that we'll be back tomorrow on Locked On Canucks, your team every day. Hey, if we're going to talk about the cap, maybe yeah. we should just talk about uh, how the Canucks are going to keep all these guys too, right? Uh, uh, what the cap situation looks like next year. That, that, that's a sad road to go down, but I, I'm, I'm curious to do that, man. So maybe we'll crunch the numbers on that, talk about the Canucks cap gymnastics. And, of course, they cap off the road trip against the AHL team tomorrow night as well uh you've been listening to locked on canucks the ahl team of canucks podcast i'm trevor Beggs. that guy's cal bowen and you've been listening to locked on canucks don't give up y'all can do whatever you want Woo! that was a good one right all right great great job you're locked on canucks your daily podcast on the vancouver canucks part of the locked on podcast network your team every day